0: Welcome to Cloud and Clear, the podcast by Sada for innovative business leaders and technology enthusiasts, where we explore how Google Cloud is transforming the industry and what that means to you. Now, here's your host, Nareem Galstian. Welcome everyone to this week's Cloud and Clear. I'm excited to take over Tony Safoyan as your host today. This week we have as our guest Kayla Weiss as the head of partner marketing for Google Cloud Americas. So welcome, Kayla, and thank you so much for joining us today. We've uh, met on a few occasions and have had great conversations, but I'm uh, looking forward to sharing some of your expertise and insights into the partner marketing ecosystem at Google Cloud and um, in general helping all partners in the cloud ecosystem expand and grow their business. So before we get started and diving deep, I'd love for you to take a few minutes and telling us a little bit about your background and the journey that led to this
1: role. Thank you so much, Noreen, for having me and it's always great to connect with you. So thanks for the time. Um, so, so my journey, I think, was a bit of a roundabout in, ha- in how I got here, and I think we should just sort of take it from the top. Um, the, f- the few things I would say is that my journey is always centered around marketing and partner or alliance, and so that's a consistent story rhythm here. But I would say I sort of fell into technology, uh, not the typical path. My, my degree in school was actually in geography and environmental studies mm-hmm. uh, and not in the technology realm whatsoever. In fact, many friends of mine, even to date, still laugh that I work in technology. Uh, and here's the thing, you can grow the skill set, right? So that yeah. has been a saving grace for me. Um, where I started was effectively in PR and media relations. I had this kind of inflection point after college of what do I do next? Uh, And I was studying for law school, which seems like it would have been uh, a a miss at the time. And I took a plunge and uh, a friend of mine had just completed a a degree in uh, public relations. And I said, what's that? Uh, And I got excited and I looked into it and I threw my hat into the ring. And that was the beginning of my exciting journey into really marketing and communications and PR. Uh, so I started there, and I ended up working at this nonprofit environmental group to sort of start out my career because I was passionate about blending these two disciplines together. Right, this uh, passion I had for the environment and geography, and pulling in what I thought was you know something that um, I could really you know cling to, and then also mm-hmm. pairing that with the PR opportunity that we had. And and that was a great gig. And and then I had to move. So it all, you know, it's happenstance, right? So I had I had to move and yeah. I was looking for a new job. And I found this opportunity with a company that's a technology company. And they hired me for PR, which I air quote still to this day because I didn't do <laughs> anything that even sounded like PR for you know with them. And um, I was thrust into technology at that point. I, I ran this innovation center that they hosted and, and ran at, outside the University of Waterloo in, in Canada, um, along with Microsoft. And I hosted campus events and programming. And I had to work really, really hard to increase the profile of our firm's brand on campus. Uh, It was a really cool opportunity, and uh, very soon the organization decided it made more sense to have me lead marketing in that organization, and so I pivoted. And that was about a 10-year journey with this organization um, that really, you know, crafted so much of my experience in technology and marketing. In that organization, I ran marketing. I built up their partner strategy. I was responsible for everything from, you know, the intranet, which was a thing of the times, (laughs) which we all, you know, know and love as marketers, uh, and then, you know, moved into more of building their partner brand and alliance strategy. And, and that's sort of when I, um, you know, I, had, I felt like I had done it all there and it was time to try something new. Following that, I, I decided I needed a big company experience, right? Mm-hmm. This was sort of a, a smaller firm, which I completely adore. I adore organizations uh, of that sort of size or nimble they're swift um, you make decisions every single day. And I know you know what that feels like, right? Yeah. It's not a day that exactly. goes by. You're not, exactly. Fun. And you're not making a tough decision or even just a decision. I would make multiple decisions every hour, right, about something. And that was mm-hmm. awesome. But it was just time to, to see you know, what else was out there. So I joined Samsung and spent some time there and I ran um, their alliance relationship with with Microsoft. So spent some time on that side. Uh, and then I got really... Um, pulled back into the marketing and passion project that I have around startups. And I went to a smaller organization. I helped with some rebranding and partner strategy and then Google called. So that's the, you know, the quick version, if you will, through what's been going on, but always a passion for a partner, always a passion for marketing and strategy and comms. Um, And really, you know, entered Google in in a partner development role. So working to sort of help our partners uh, become up to speed with the ecosystem and then this role, I feel, you know, was written for me, uh, and I couldn't have been more thrilled that I was able to assume the position in October of last year.
0: Well, I can't, I can't even imagine you as anything else but a marketer, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm thrilled that this journey has let you here, um, and we're super excited to be working with you. And I think one of the, you know, one of the key things that that I noticed immediately, uh, right off our first discussion. At the, at the Google Cloud Summit uh, was that you knew exactly what you wanted to achieve in this new role. And, you, you know, you had done your homework and you really had this infectious energy that you were bringing to this role that I hadn't seen before. And, um, you know, if you can just kind of share a little bit about, you know, how, how you envision this role to to come to fruition? And now that you've been in it for some time, you know, do you, do you feel like you had a really good understanding of it? And and what are the goals that you're ultimately, you know, trying to reach?
1: Great questions. Uh, you know, best laid plans, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Yes, you know, a lot of it has come to fruition and I still remember our first meeting as well. Um, and thank you for that. So here's here's what I would say. You know, what I wanted to do was make sure that we could really up level the positioning of partner marketing and all the amazing, tremendous work that our partners are putting into their co-marketing strategies with Google Cloud across North America. And what that meant for me was two things, really. It meant making sure that our, our team, the partner marketing managers who, you know, uh, represent and spend the most time with our partners had a really good sense of how to help the partners grow their marketing strategy, were an extension to your team, they lended a hand, they, they could really help you define strong marketing practices um, and be successful there in your external outreach, all focused around demand and awareness. The second piece, super important and near and dear to my heart, is how are we your agent inside of Google mm-hmm. Cloud, right? So how mm-hmm. does my team understand deeply like what motivates each and every single one of their partners so that they know the opportunities to plug you in to our activities? Mm-hmm. How are we finding new opportunities across all of our subregions to layer in your partner expertise, bring your speakers to bear? bring you more marketing moments with our mutual uh with our mutual audiences. And so really the the role did center around those two things. Um when I broke it down, you know, of course there's a lot more to it, but once I kind of got agreement that those are the two muscles we had to build up, mm-hmm. also being those strong advocates for you externally and then internally as well. The plan kind of came together, right? So how I was able to work with our regional team, which is where my my team is, where we sit. We sit under um, Adam Berlue, who runs all of the Mm -hmm. demand and awareness for Google Cloud on the marketing side. Um, And that's pivotal because we are the demand engine of the organization. And so we have a seat at that table to make sure that our partners are plugged in to help um, and drive additional awareness um, and and marketing um, across across North America. And so really exciting uh, connecting those two things together. The plan also consists of things like, you know, new contests and opportunities to build more sort of, um, you know, moments together, right? So how could we do things like blitz or call down days or... You know, we love contests. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not a contest about SADA, remember? So it's hugely, hugely yeah. important and, and we thank you for that. But those things are important because it's helping us uh, drive new behaviors, right? So if we need to right. focus on new things, how can we make it fun, right? We come to work with so much seriousness. How can we gamify? How can we make things mm-hmm. fun? And how can we drive those right behaviors? And so it, it had to do with that right. as well. And then really just how we showed up and communicated with each other, right? Um, You know, I I host a a live call once a month, as you know, the marketing exchange, so marketers can come together and and talk and learn from each other. that's important to me, right? I want to make sure that I'm available myself um, and that my team is constantly showing up for our partners to to deliver value. So it was a a combination of all of those things, uh, plan on a page. And I'm happy to report that a lot of it is still there. Um, so maybe some of the tactics or the you know the specifics have changed, but the spirit is there, very much alive um, and very much uh, coming to life uh, e- even right now.
0: Well, we definitely feel it on our side as a partner and uh, you know, we're very vocal and very involved um, in, in a lot of the new initiatives and um, go to market plans. And so I certainly appreciate, you know, your participation in all of that and really notice how you show up and your team follows that leadership. So that's, that's awesome. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. I think even, in the current environment that we're in, it's even more important to be available to our teams and to, you know, whether it's marketing or sales and of course, to our partner teams, right? And, um, you know, in in the state of COVID, um, we've certainly had to adjust a lot of our go-to-market plans. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell us a little bit about how, you know, Google approached um, these changes and from a partner marketing perspective, you know, how you're trying to keep that momentum going.
1: Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, so I think, you know, you, you touched on it. Um, there had to be changes, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, you know, a, a plan laid once is never the final outcome, right? Yeah. Let's put it that way. And that's okay. Cause we cannot become obsessed with our plans, right? We have to know that they're, they're fluid. They're always going to evolve and change. They are living beings, and I think if we anchor on that principle, everything else is uh, is tolerable. Um, so here's here's what I would say. The first thing that my team did was, like you mentioned, continue to show up. Um We had just gone into sort of the you know, stay at home, uh, and I hosted a marketing exchange call. And I remember thinking the night before, like, is this the time? should i Should I do this call? Is this appropriate? And I sort of struggled with it, to be honest. And then I decided that this was the absolute best thing I could do at this moment was to show up. I welcome, I remember I welcomed everyone (laughs) to my home. I was said, you know, this is my home. Uh, Welcome to the, you know, New York City. Um, And that that showing up was key. I think what I also did at that point in my team really rallied around was how do we help our partners pivot to digital? digital is not easy right and and our business has all been a lot around demand in front of a customer with events and in person moments and so much of all of our marketing yeah. rhythms though as marketers we crave integrated campaigns but what do people remember the events right and so how do we how do we help change that mindset um, so my team, myself, I, I sat on many calls with partners on helping them repivot their plans, um, offering, you know, another set of a set of eyes to review something or give feedback. But a lot of it has just been, you know, letting everyone know that we are here. And I, I meant it. I had many partners take me up on the 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 yeah. offer to to spend time. Uh, and and that was that was genuine. And I think that was the moment that we really started to show up the the trends we've been including encouraging people to go towards is is to sort of harness this digital moment we have the mm-hmm. right technology and tools in place Absolutely. that we use every day as we sit here and have a, a you know a meet interview yes. um you know this is an appropriate platform to have uh, you know the, the the new round table or the executive moment or really just important listening conversations with our customers and so i think when we took a step back it was, you know, help the partners uh, spend our time, you know, give our expertise Mm -hmm. or just listening ear on how we could help them and make recommendations and and suggestions um, and and, and get everyone back to basics too, right? Like this is the opportunity that we have right now is to get back to what we really want as marketers are integrated Mm -hmm. and, you know, completely connected campaigns. Right, We can do that now in this moment, right? We don't have to rush to the next event and move on and move on. We have a little bit of time. We can actually slow it down and pace And I think that has been a huge message that we've been sharing, uh, as well in our own business, as well as with the partners. So hopefully, you're feeling that too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were, as you know, very quick to pivot. Yeah, maybe maybe a little too quick. Um, (laughs) But uh, you know, we we are very agile in how we function, so we definitely embraced this, you know, remote work environment and came up with the cloud quarters. Um, fairly, you know, quickly to to create that hub for companies and customers who were not used to this work-from-home environment. And while they had the tools, I think people didn't really understand the multiple ways that you can still connect and engage um, through, you know, such as Google Meet or Chat or some of the collaborative, you know, tools we had. So we took a little bit of a, you know... Change management training, if you will, to get people back into that mode of you can still develop relationships, you know, across the miles, right Mm -hmm. through digital channels. um, And you have to show up, right? You still have to show up for your customers. You have to show up for your partners, and more importantly, you have to show up for your team. Yes, right. And for a lot of leaders, that was an adjustment point. Is I have regular meetings every Monday. How am I going to do this now? And it's like, well, just keep doing it online. You still need to do those you know, meetings and you still need to show up for your team and, and create that collaborative feel from a digital perspective.
1: Absolutely. And Noreen, don't you think it's interesting that it, it still feels like we're together, right? So I just, you know, it's interesting. I don't feel yeah. void of some of the relationships. I don't feel like they're any less connected. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it is nice to be in person, but I think what's really great is we're not rushing. You know, we actually have had a time to sort of slow down and focus and reconnect yeah. with with many people, including mm-hmm. our, you know, our partners and our customers, right? And I think that's the really exciting moment that we have right now. And that's, you know, you know how I always say, ABM, always be marketing. But this is like yeah. a lesson for all of us, right? It's always. it's really like slow down and, you know, right. listen to your customer and remember to reconnect with your partners and um, and just take that time because we don't have to rush yeah. to the next thing. Even just the lack of travel, uh, you know, I <laughs> feel like I'm more available mm-hmm. to people. So much
0: time, right? Yes. When you don't have yeah. to fly all over the place for event to the next. Absolutely. Um, yes. But I think that also the, the other real key component is, um, you know, I... I connect with my team on a daily scrum yeah. call and we, we talk about, you know, what we have uh, priorities for that day for that week and challenges we're addressing. Um, but we're trying to also do this with our customers too and having a regular cadence of calls, um, so that you do feel that connection and you're not dependent on just email. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, So I think everyone's slowly adjusting to that scenario more and more and and understanding how important it is. Mm -hmm. From the marketing side, um, I think it's allowed us to really understand that funnel a little bit more, right? So that we're able to really understand how the buyer journey has changed or maybe wasn't changed and maybe it was just that we took this one element out and it really made everyone's behaviors uh, align differently. And so there's still so much learnings um, through this experience of how to really drive engagement yep. and, and meet the needs of our customers and you know audiences when you take out one element of your marketing strategy. depends.
1: Yes. And then I think you said something really great too. It's like, we need to meet them where they are, right? This is the Mm -hmm. fact we need to now meet our our customers where they are in their journey and our, our prospects where they are in the journey. And without that key tactic, we would have relied on now we've, we have to be a lot more innovative in many ways, right. Of of how we're providing value and and service to them as well. So it's been very interesting. And I think one of the pieces of advice we've been, you know, talking about internally and sharing with partners is, you know, take the time to fine tune your processes right now. This is the opportunity opportunity you know no one mm-hmm. likes to spring clean but now's the time to sort of do it right it's the time to kind of look at and question things you know what are the SLAs we have with a lead handoff between teams mm-hmm. you know what makes it qualified and and who runs you know who runs this through the cycle just all of those touch points in an opportunity we can now take a bit of a moment to look at those and question things right. and make and make tweaks because we ha- we haven't had to be though we're still running at a fast pace and we all right. know that uh, oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) Some days. Um, But what's, what is interesting is that we do have a little bit more time to question. And I think Mm -hmm. that's been very interesting when you can start looking at that and sort of questioning the why you were doing things and then the, how you can, you can evolve those things now.
0: Yeah. And really taking a look at your communication strategy as a whole, right. And how do you connect, um, you know, uh, without the sell, sell, sell mindset, right. Um, and you know, I love the approach that Google, you know, took right off the bat. Is we're here to serve, not to mm-hmm. sell. Mm-hmm. And how do we, you know, adjust our communication at this pivotal time to really serve the community? Yeah. Um, that's certainly how Cloud Quarters from our side was born, and providing those resources, ungated resources of here's how you can get your company up and running and have business continuity. Um, tell me a little bit about how kind of Google has adjusted to that serving and not just selling perspective, mm-hmm. while still obviously having you know the the experience from the salesperson's perspective not not stop of I have mm-hmm. targets to meet. So yeah. how do you continue that?
1: I think it's it's a delicate dance, right? Because yeah. you need to be, um, you need to be, again, conscious of the message and the when it's delivered and the how it's delivered and all of that. And so it is a delicate dance, but what it does mean is you get to connect with the individual a lot more. That's what's happening right now Mm -hmm. and the relationship that you, you have with your, your sales team or that we have, or that I have with many partners. And, you know, these relationships that we have, we're going to remember these moments where we got each other through it. And we provided, you know, what I call is like secondary currency. Secondary currency is my time. It's your time. It's, it's, you know, it's a listening ear, it's feedback on something. It's a new piece of collateral that they didn't know, or connecting them with a new peer. Like there is so much that we can do along these lines of serving that is hugely impactful. And those are the memorable moments, right? These are how you actually build authentic relationships. Right. And I think that that's sort of a guiding principle and, and everyone um, does does believe it, right? And it's an authenticity mm-hmm. that's important. Um, and, and that's where you're gonna figure out how you can help your customers next. And so I really think it does come down to that.
0: I think it's just experience has also opened up people's lives a bit more. Well, I've, I've certainly gotten to know people on a personal level a lot more than I, you know, had previously because now you're in their homes and... You know, their children are part of the the background and pets are included. And we definitely are sharing a commonality of like, how are you spending your
1: time? You know, now (laughs) that your home what are your home recipes, what are
0: your home recipes? (laughs) And what's your cocktail of choice? (laughs) So it's certainly, I think, made relationships a lot more personal, Mm -hmm. even though you're not. In person with them, exactly like it used to be. So um, I, I think it's it's definitely changed relationships for the better.
1: Agree,
0: I agree. We're <laughs> building
1: solid foundations now. Yep, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, so partner ecosystem is growing like crazy mm-hmm. at Google. Um, you're you're trying to grow the partners you have and then bring on new partners. Mm-hmm. Um, now that you've kind of had, you know, several months or almost a year under your belt, um, tell me a little bit about, you know, what advice you can give to partners who are trying to uh, expand and grow into other solutions in the Google ecosystem? How are they, um, you know, trying to expand their services to align with Google solutions pillars? Any advice you can give there?
1: I think the the best advice I can give there is read everything. (laughs) This is this is the one thing um, that I would really stress. Right, we do put a lot of collateral and content and assets in the hands of our partners. Mm -hmm. Um, If you've ever met me, you know I talk about you know Partner Advantage Portal and the Partner Marketing Mm -hmm. Studio because. It really has so many incredible assets to help a partner understand how they can round out their solution offering, how they can speak in the same tone that motivates our sales teams, or how they can really align to customer needs in the market. Right. So my 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 truthful guidance is is honestly just go be a sponge. So yeah. spend time. There is a lot of information. Yes. I know you can pick and choose you can like create a, a learning schedule for yourself if you will. but honestly, it's absorbed because there's a lot of really amazing content out there. There's been a lot of great blog content put forward in the last little while. Um, the signs are there on, on where we're going and what we're looking at and you know the partners have the opportunity to take that and sort of transform as well. So uh, honestly the, the best advice I can say is take advantage of all the resources. you know join the marketing exchange. Reach out to another partner, right? So, you know, there's actually a lot to give in a partner-to-partner interactions. And I'm really big on this. As you know, the forum, my host is open. Um, I ask partners to share with each other. And what's been so rewarding to see is that now I have a list of people that want to share their mm-hmm. best practices with each other. And so, you know, half of it is that it's learn, listen, absorb and show up, right. Because that's where the best nuggets of information come from. That's mm-hmm. where, you know, you, you meet a new FSR an FSM that you're like, yes, I'm going to get behind that. And mm-hmm. this is going to be my pillar and anchor. So you know, right. I don't think my principles have changed on this. I, I honestly like be a sponge. If, you know, if you can continue to be a sponge, absorb what you can, make it your own uh, and figure out what makes the most sense for your business. You know, don't put yourself in unnatural positions. What's really important is understand, you know, the value proposition that your organization has. right? right. And then how that offering can evolve into other markets or in other, mm-hmm. you know, industry or, you know, other solution pillars, right? And, and it's okay to do one or two it's it's okay, okay you, can, it's hard hard. Hard. you yes. can do one yeah. or two it's okay um, one of the things i would also encourage is just to keep focus and prioritize because mm-hmm. you know now is the time where we could get into cycles and you know right. just remain course right remain course stay stay focused on your your core activities mm-hmm. and your core deliverables and bring things on as it makes the most sense for your business but my advice is always the same, you know. Take advantage of all the great stuff that we have for you. Book yeah. time with us. Spend time with your partner marketing, uh, you know, manager, um, and just continue to show up. Yeah,
0: there certainly is, um, I, you know, a lot of information. A partner advantage. We're in there regularly, as you as you know, um, yeah. <laughs> as well as Partner Studio, and we've tested out several of the campaigns, and then you know realized we needed to make adjustments that were suitable for us. So I think that's. You know that that's the key: is taking the content, learning from it, testing it, and then making the necessary adjustments and pivots to fit your own, you know, value add that you bring to the market. And that's um, really, really important to identify because, as you said, we need to prioritize, mm-hmm. and you can't you can't do all eight things or five things really well. And so, where are you going to really excel at the top three? or the top two. And we're trying to get better at identifying those priorities ourselves as we expand and grow our team, um, both from engineering and sales, as well as marketing. Um, And really from a regional marketing perspective, even diving deeper as to which solutions are important in what region.
1: Very, very clever. That's smart precision marketing and definitely something we're sort of pivoting towards as well, right? Is right message, mm-hmm. right time, precise for that audience, precise for that market. Yeah. Um, so that's a very, very smart, smart, smart strategy. And I think Noreen, you guys know this very well, right? Like You build a brand, you've built a partner brand. It's also something I'm incredibly passionate about is like maintaining and owning that partner brand. It's not just the marketing team's job. It's everybody's job, right? Right. But if you have the key pillars where you want to be, you're you're known for these three things, always call us because of this. Yeah. You're still going to get calls for things that aren't that, and that's okay. You can still do those, but you have anchor points of where your brand's North Star is. And you know, that's the like must win, always win. And you're going to get other business from that as well because you guys deliver. So again, like keep, and you guys do a great job on it. Like keep that sanctity of your brand, right? Because that Mm -hmm. is what can open up more doors for you as well.
0: Credibility has to be there with the brand. So people want to work with you. And I think we've, we've, Really worked hard at establishing that trust and credibility that we will deliver, and if we can't, we will find a way, and we will <laughs> be honest about
1: it. You know, yeah. Yeah. absolutely, absolutely. That's a growth. That's that's a that's a huge growth thing, though. So, well, well done, you guys. It's hard sometimes to say no. We're
0: we're learning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're all a work in progress. It's okay.
0: Right. A <laughs> big part of it is um, the culture, right, that you establish. Um, within the organization, as well as what you represent outside of your organization. Um, There's certainly always talk about the googly culture and what that means. Uh, And um, I I think I'd love to hear it from your perspective, as in how do you establish a culture within your team outside of the overall arching Google culture as an organization, and really your leadership style that's contributed to that culture in your team.
1: Yeah, thank you for that. Um, definitely something I'm passionate about. I, I actually asked my team, "How would you define, you know, some of my leadership styles and principles?" And um, you know, what feedback would you have for me? So that that was interesting. Um, I think what's really great, or you know, the consistency is that I see myself as a coach, right? So my leadership style is to coach and, and inspire. Um, and, you know, you mentioned at the beginning, there's an energy, this energy, you know, you can call me at whatever time at night in the morning. This is me. I, like, mm-hmm. This is the spirit I bring to things and there's an authenticity yeah. of that. Um, and I bring that to my leadership style, right? I, you know, I'm direct if I have to be and mm-hmm. I'm always your coach and I'm always, always your cheerleader. And so that is, um, really, I think uh, the the cornerstone of my leadership style that that I can, you know, coach and inspire and encourage my team to take those sort of steps. Um, Mm -hmm. and also always be their biggest fan. Um, that is just, you know, table stakes for me, the thing I would say about this style and how this coaching, my team said something very interesting to me when I was asking about this question and it was, um, you know, I push them. Mm-hmm. And this is very interesting, right? Because a, a lot of folks, and I know I do this, so this is good. Um, but, you know, a lot of times in, in, in leadership, you go to someone who's good at something and you let them do that and you let them do that. I yeah. have this, um, you know, sort of philosophy for myself as well about comfort zone. And if you're in a comfort zone too long, you mm-hmm. are not learning and you are not stretching and yeah. you are not growing. And when your role or your responsibilities become, you know, you can do them in your sleep, the mm-hmm. time for a change. And so anytime someone in my team gets really, really good at something, that's awesome. We celebrate that. And then I find them something else to do really, you know, those are the sort of things in in my leadership style. And it's like that uncomfort. I love that. I want them to feel like it's okay. And it's okay to sort of feel like this isn't right. And the reason it doesn't feel right is not that they don't know how to do it. It's that the muscle hasn't been developed yet. And so that to me, is just, that is where I'm really working with my team and I'm so grateful that they trust me enough to, you know, take all those leaps. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm there to sort of support them. I think that's core to to the culture as well. And I think, too, what's been really interesting for me, Noreen, you were talking about your team and spending time is I've put a lot of um, structure and focus. Like my team knows what to get excited about, where they need to show up for the partners. And to your point, like I'm mirroring, you know, I'm doing that as well. I'm showing up. I'm always Mm -hmm. available as much as I humanly can be. um, And there's an authenticity to that. And my team is also doing the the same thing. Um, We have a a structure of our rhythm of the week now. And, you know, sort of Monday is like our our old team meeting, you know, business, review the priorities, review any pass downs that are important. We're off to the races. What we put in place on Thursday is just team fun. So it is pointless. It is absolutely (laughs) mindless. I will not let anyone talk about work. In fact, I'm going to exit this meeting and it's team time uh, on (laughs) Thursday. And you know, what's great about that is that I had a distributed team. We never sat together anyways, right? Half of my team is on the West coast and I'm in New York and uh, you know, we have people in Canada and we weren't together. So what was really clear to the team and to me was like this is new but this is amazing so we've created a new spirit in the team we get together we you know we share we laugh about whatever bad shows we're watching or you know <laughs> the the closing hallmark and this is something i'm really proud of in the last little while is we do this friday email i send it out every friday around the same time mm-hmm. it has the same title and it says it's friday read me thoroughly <laughs> and then it kind of goes through like some findings of the week and things i'm really proud of the team for and opportunities where we showed up And then I have them all reply all with what they accomplished that week, what they're Mm -hmm. looking at doing for next week in a priority order and any red flags. And what's awesome is they reply all. And so you have everybody coming on top and then we crowdsource answers. It's so cool. And again, we've just created this spirit and rhythm on the team. And I just, I'm really just proud of how everyone's coming together. So uh, it's, you know, the longer answer, but, you know, I think it's just authenticity as well. Uh, You know, and we're kind of all just sort of, uh, we're we're gelling and collaborating, and it's a lot easier to do that.
0: That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, certainly resonates on our side. I, I I've been integrating happy hours and coffee breaks, and having that you know uh, chit chat and just venting calls. We yeah. yeah. like to call it because I think people need that time to to vent. Right. And and be able to let out the frustrations of the week and then have a little humor, have a little fun, and you know, poke fun at each other and talk about, you know, Tiger King and other shows that <laughs> people are <laughs> grabbing on to right. for whatever reason. Um, but I, I think the importance of, of being authentic and personal is really key during this time and and as leaders we have to show up and we have to be part of that discussion and we have to roll up our sleeves and dig deep as well into some of those, you know, challenging discussions and helping and coaching and mentoring through the pivoting process. So, um, I, I love that we're aligned on that and thank you so much for, um, being an advocate of, of SADA and marketing (laughs) in general. Um, I always say that sometimes as marketers, we're the worst at, at promoting our own brand yes. <laughs> and get better at, at that. And, and really talking about what we're bringing to the table and the contribution um, to the overall business continuity and business success. And uh, a lot of, a lot of the data helps in in that and fine tuning that. Yep. So lots of work to still do. And I'm super excited Uh, for this next new norm as we're trying to establish in the upcoming months uh, with so much unknowns. Uh, Is there any parting words and advice of, you know, kind of how to take it to the next level and continue the momentum with with so much unknown of what's going to happen?
1: Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we can't get spun around. We don't know. Right. But mm-hmm. what we do know is especially if we think about it as marketers and we think about our individual brands, we know our value proposition, right? Mm-hmm. We know how to land that. We know how to continue to show up for our teams. We know how to support each other. These are the things we need to control and we can control. And those are the things we need mm-hmm. to be focused on. I also think again, prioritize, 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 because we can oh, get spun right. around and now is the opportunity to do, the marketing that we all want to do, right? Pure, integrated, digital campaigns. We just know the marketers are just, yes, we need to be behind that. And um, I just encourage you to think like that. Um, Continue to lean on each other, right? We're a community. Mm -hmm. Marketers are open to sharing. We have to learn from each other. We need to borrow and borrow um, with great affection for those other brands, right? So leverage the network, leverage each other, lean on each other, and just continue to show up. Um, and control the stuff that you can, which is your brand um, and and your authenticity. That would be it. Yeah. Great advice. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. I value
0: every minute that we spend together, even virtually. <laughs> and uh, look forward to, you know, meeting in person uh, soon. Um, and and uh, celebrating this amazing year that we're going to remember for a very long time.
1: <laughs> got it, Marianne. You're definitely going to be someone I think about dearly when I think about this year. So thank you so much. And thank you to the SADA team for all your exceptional leadership and thank hard work. You. I know it's hard. Marketing can be the unsung heroes, but um, as we know, uh, it's really pivotal and we thank you for the hard work.
0: Thank you everyone for joining our podcast of Cloud and Clear. Have an amazing day. Thank you for listening to Cloud & Clear. Check the show notes for links to this week's topics. And don't forget to connect with us on Twitter at Cloud & Clear and our website, sada.com. Be sure to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast app.